You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I'm excited. You already know the drill. I get excited when we have special guests because you already know they are here to come and drop gems. And I met this special guest on Instagram. I always tell you all, you can meet amazing people on social media. You can collaborate with them. You never know what an opportunity will turn into. And so my friend, John, DM me on Instagram. I think you tagged me on the post. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You're a podcast listener. And then you just so happen to be a marketing guru. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. It is so good to be here. And honestly, I can't thank you enough for giving me this opportunity to meet you face-to-face virtually um, and and join join you on your journey to spread joy in marketing. So Yes, I love it. So if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about you and how you got started in marketing. That is a very good story, very long story. But um, to to shed you all the all the details, you know, um, I moved out to L.A. um, at age 24 and I had the dream of getting into real estate. And by chance, you know, I got into this other industry, which is called multifamily. Um, And if you're not familiar with that term, it's apartment living. Um, and through apartment living, I discovered my love for marketing. Um, and, and I've been on that journey ever since. Um, oh, that's good. I love that. I know that people may not, you know, when it comes to marketing for like apartments, people really may not understand because I know as a lifestyle influencer, me and my husband, we actually reached out to an apartment complex. I think this was in a few years ago to position ourselves as influencers to help the apartment building market. So let's kind of talk about that space a little bit, because I think that there are people that they may not even know the opportunities that may be available to them or like what type of marketing this actually is. So when you're helping this multifamily, are you helping them fill the apartments, sell the apartments? Because of course, like there's vacancies in these apartments and they need people to live in them. So what, what are some ways that you help your clients? Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a number of ways that you can fill an apartment and there's a number of different scenarios in which you might need to fill an apartment. So um, as you all know, we live in different situations. So there's different types of communities, whether that's a new lease up, as we call it, which requires a heavy hand on marketing, especially on the digital front um, and in the physical front, because you're actually building a physical community while you're actually building the social community. So we actually do more hands-on marketing. where We're going out to partner with local Local businesses. So sponsoring pop-up events where we partner with a local brewery, a local dog grooming station, and we do like suds and pup, you know, pups and suds, and we do beers and, and beers and beers and puppies, you know. So like put things together that people like and, and they'll come running. So. Oh no, that sounds really good. I think I went to like an event too that an apartment was putting together and it, it was it was like some whiskey and so like that sounds pretty cool, like beer and dogs and, and the apartment building also had like a dog area. So they were really marketing to people who had dogs. And I was like, I have a dog. So this, you know, the little dog spa, 
whatever it is, like those amenities too, I think like really drawing people. So it's always just cool to hear different, different things being marketed because I don't, I don't know. Many people may not even think about, you know, oh, apartment buildings, like, or apartments, but there's so many, especially where I live in Chicago. They're like, there's so many. Well, and if you're talking about a community, um, you know, communities tend to share things in common. And what do we all have in common? (laughs) We need a place to live, right? Yes. So, um, and, and you find that people have a lot of other things in common. So while you're building that community, you're also able to bring in other people by highlighting what, what your community has to offer. So whether that's a gym that fits the lifestyle of, you know, someone who's into fitness or, or values, you know, a healthy lifestyle. Um, but you also have those resort style amenities for those that are seeking a, a, a break away from all the craziness that the day brings. So, Yes. As we're on the topic of community, let's dive deeper into this. Let's talk about the importance of building community because this is, I I feel, is like one of the main foundations of marketing. You want to be able to build a community of people who are interested in what you have to talk about, build upon the emotion and all the things. So what is the importance of building a community, both in the physical and the digital? Because I feel like you have to do both and you kind of have, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like your physical community will oftentimes be the pillar for your social community to really take off. Because if you establish, like, for instance, your first 50 people that you're able to message on Instagram before it cuts you off for being spammy, um, that's your top 50. So like if we're thinking back in MySpace days, we had the top 10. Those first 50 people that you message are those regular people that are interacting with you, that are interacting with your content. So those would be like I would consider like my homies. You know, those are my bros. So those are the people that you could reach out to and that are going to advocate for your business. Um, and so that's important, right? It is. And there's so many different types of communities, too. I feel like it's the number one step that we have to do, though, to build. Do you think it's like the right. number one step or what are some other steps, too, and some things that we should be thinking about outside of community? No, absolutely. I think community is number one. But before you have a community, you have a mutual shared interest. So finding out what that shared interest is, is going to be paramount to your success. So no matter what your business is, you can find a way to market that business to a shared interest. So for us, if we're looking at partnering with a, a dog spa, we're looking to, to highlight that to residents who, who are desiring a pet-friendly apartment. A quick Google search will tell us, you know, 35 to 40% of renters are actually using, uh, actually have pets. So we know that we're hitting a large demographic by creating a community around pets. So to be fair, you know, when you're building a community, I think the interest that you're building it around might be the most important thing. Oh, no, I think it is the most important thing. You are dropping gems here on the podcast. So if you love this podcast, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle Thames and let us know what gems. Maybe you learned something new today. Maybe you didn't even think about oh, wow, apartments or even real estate. I know there are, there may be a lot of real estate listeners here as well that are listening in. So there are tips for everyone. So I want to talk about next resources. How can sharing resources and knowledge within a community benefit its members and contribute to overall growth and success? Because this is where I think is one of the major players too, because not all there's resources are not available to everyone. So let's talk about this. And not all communities are the same, right? You know, some of the um, offerings of a community might seem enticing, but they're they're surface level, whereas the community's intentions are very different. So you want to be careful what kind of communities you align yourself with. 
Um, and a way that a way that you can build, know that you're aligning yourself with the community is the value that they offer. So as you jump into that community, how are people engaging? So that could be in the physical realm or the social realm, right? Like, I mean, if you're at a party or you're with a group of people, you don't like the way that they're behaving, you're probably going to put some physical distance between yourself and that community. And that could be said for online as well. Um, and I would say online a little bit more because that's that's tracked in history, baby. That is um, that's that's on the data feed. Um, it, you know, so that's a little bit more impactful. Oh, yes. So when responding to community too, now let's talk about the engagement piece, because we may feel that, you know, you don't have to respond. You want to respond. What are your thoughts about engagement, especially like on social media? Um, do you think it's good to like highlight members and do fun things on the page? Like, what are your thoughts with that gamifying? Email? Absolutely. I mean, any way that you can build engagement, I think is a benefit. So whether you're recognizing milestones or achievements or, or highlighting a great idea that someone shared with you, oftentimes most people don't like to brag about themselves. Um, and if they do, um, you know, it's it's nice that for someone else to do it for them. And it, it actually goes back to that point of social proof. Right. So if you have a community that that's willing to go out and, and share what you've you've shared in the community, then that that's that's going to build authority, trust and ultimately going to build your business. And it's all about building that like, know and trust. We talk about this all the time. It's really mm-hmm. important for us to build that so that people trust us, that people trust the establishments, that people trust the brands. I think that in this day and age, we want a lot of quick, you know, and it's just not quick. Nothing is quick. Nothing. You can't grow a thousand followers quick. I think, like you said, we really have to get out there, build the community in person at networking events. There's so many different things in all the areas. Like for me, I look at different places in our area that we can go to. Like maybe it's a small pop-up and there's other businesses there and there may be other, you know, apartments or Real estate, there's so many different places where we can go and network so that we can get in front of more people. And this is only helping us, right, build that community because now we've met someone else. Now they can tell somebody else about us. So we have to think about the different opportunities that are available. And there's so many. I'm sure there's a ton of where you are, too. Right. And I want to highlight something that you said is going out into the community and, and feeling, right? So how you make someone feel is directly related to how quick they're going to be a cheerleader for you. Um, some people will never remember what you said to them, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that reigns true across social media as well. So you want to watch your tone, right? You want to make sure that I think you should be responding to everything. I mean, sometimes I would say the spammy comments, like you could leave those alone, but even the negative comments present an opportunity for you to shed light or at least shed um, a different perspective or reframe that problem so that if somebody were to scroll through the comments, they would see a respectful response instead of just, you know, um, either no response or um, a response that isn't necessarily appropriate. Oh, no, that's that's good. That's a good one. That was a gem drop right there, which moves us into the next question. I want to talk about what are some challenges or obstacles that individuals or businesses might encounter when trying to expand the digital communities? Like, I think that that could be an obstacle, you know, if it's like all these bad comments, these type of things. And what are Mm -hmm. some tips to overcome that that they can implement today? I would say um, utilize surveys. If you're not surveying your community, if you're not asking your community for authentic feedback, then you're doing yourself a disservice because whether they are coming to you or not, a lot of people need the space 
where they're told that it's okay to say how they feel. Because in a world where we're constantly unsure of our next move or what people might perceive us, as some people like to say, perception is reality. Um, I believe that reality is reality and you got to make it. So, Oh, reality is reality. You got to make it. So I agree with that. Any other things that we should look out for when it comes to community? I think that I know that it's super important and I feel like if you create a solid community organically, that you will go far. What about people who are like, oh, I just want to get into ads or what? Are there's you a using- space for that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a space for that. I'm sure. I personally don't love to jump into that space because it's pay to play. So as soon as you run out of money, just like your cool friends who only liked you for the clothes you wore, as soon as those brands go off your back, they go running. And, and I've had that happen on several different instances in my life. So I think that's a gem right there, really. It's like you should, you know, be ready to to, to see people authentically for who they are and they'll show you. Oh, yes. And so, again, you can pay to play. But again, I feel like when you pay to play, too, it's a different ballgame. So you have to have a different type of strategy. But you can build such an organic strategy and foundation with an organic community. Oh, this has been a really good conversation. Some gems have been dropped. I hope everyone listening has been taking notes. You know, I love talking about all things community here on the Social Media Decoded podcast. You all are all a part of the amazing community and we appreciate you for always tuning in and listening. Um, and we're continuing to build. And like you said, network and go to different events and yes. get yourself out there. This is how you get your business visible. This is how you get whatever you're doing visible. We, we're talking about apartments and real estate and all these things, but this can apply like we said, to any business. So this part of the podcast is my favorite section. It is the books, resources, podcast section. Has there been any books that you love that you want to share with the listeners here today today that can help them? You know, I've, I've been listening to your podcast, admittedly, you know that. So I did come prepared. Um, so I, of course, there's like tons of books that I've read that have helped me in the past. But something that has totally changed my life is my habits, right? Uh, the power of habits and understanding what a habit is um, really has empowered me to make lasting change in my life. Um, I've drank Diet Coke since I was a baby, I would assume. We had a vending machine in my house, so we love soda. Um, I've given up Diet Coke and, and that's been three months now. And I've noticed a change in my anxiety and my fitness and my, the, just the physical makeup of my body. So I credit this book for a lot of my success and it's called the power of habit by Charles Dewey. It's a good one. I gave up soda too. Soda. Well, we call it pop here in Chicago. I gave it up at least seven (laughs) Seven years ago, so you want to? You, I will tell you what my secret is. I actually replaced it with seltzer water because, you know, it still has that fizz, but it's right. seltzer water and doesn't have it has zero calories, has nothing in it. So if you're looking for an alternative, try out That's seltzer the point water. Right there. It has an acquired taste. Now I love I love <laughs> polar seltzer is my favorite, but they have bubbly, you know, all the sparkling waters, but. I have not drank soda and I did drink one and it totally tastes not the same. So you can, you can make your mind think, you know, that, you know, it's not good anymore. And that's what I made my mind. The trick is really to like replace it with something because you can never change the habit. It's in your mind. The trick is to replace it with something. And I think that's what you do with seltzer water. It's what I did with sort of sweet tea. That's what I like to call it. It's like not really sweet. It's really not, but it does the trick. So (laughs) No, I love that. And, 
You're right. I, we thank you for sharing that book. I think I read that book a while ago, but it's always good to bring these books back out too. You know, we love the Libby app. You can listen to it on Audible, all the places. Um, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that book. And thank you so much for being a listener of the podcast. We love that section. Um, I added that to this podcast a while ago. I was hoping that the people would love it and you all love it. So we will continue to share the books, the resources, the podcast, the coaches, consultants, all the people. We will continue to do that. <laughs> So this has been such a great episode, packed with so many gems. I'm so thankful for you coming on the podcast. I'm so thankful for you reaching out on Instagram. You see, reach out to me on Instagram. You never know. It could lead to a podcast episode. It could lead to a collab. I am always open to collabing with people. I am all about collaboration over competition. I want to collaborate with as many people as I can, especially in 2024. I'm trying to go on a podcast a week. So if you're a a listener and you have a podcast and you want me to be a guest or you want to do a collab, Let's do it. Let's do it. So before we head out, John, can you let everybody know where can we find you on social media? And if you if people want to reach out to you and ask you more questions, um, where can they find you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I am spending most of my time. That's at John, J-O-H-N, the number eight, David, D-A-V-I-D. And or on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm also there professionally as well. So. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Social Media Decoded podcast. This was such an amazing episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. It's all about community. Don't forget that the community is your foundation, right? You're going to build that community. And once you have a community of people who are behind you, behind your product, you cannot go wrong. I guarantee you. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode and we'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.